Hey there, I'm Renee, a former hot mess shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke to debt-free minimalist, started a money-generating blog, and healed my marriage while being a homeschooling, stay-at-home mom. And I did most of this with nothing more than a library card and a prayer. Looking back, there is one thing I wish I had had a friend to share the journey with me who actually understood what I was going through. This is my hope for the Unstuffed podcast, to be a place where you can shake off the need to people please and where we can both show up as our authentic selves, even if we're still in yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if you spike your coffee. As always, let's keep this simple. Life is hard enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome to the second episode of the Unstuffed Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about five baby steps to starting minimalism. And the reason I wanted to share this was because I know when I first started my minimalist journey, I thought I had to do it like go hard or go home style. I felt like I needed to sell everything I own, that if I wasn't living out of a backpack or living in a tiny home by the end of the year that I was like a phony as a minimalist. Um, It's funny looking back, but it really was very stressful and it made my minimalist journey way more hectic than it needed to, and it almost stopped it before it started. So if you are new to the minimalist space, I just wanted to take a second to give you a few little reminders on what it really takes to start minimalism so you don't go batshit crazy like I did. (laughs) Okay, so number one, set your intention. This is something I share in my one weekend declutter email series that I have available for you guys. But this is also the very first step in my Minimalist Reset course. It's so important to take the time to set your intention before you even start decluttering. Because what happens a lot of times is that we just want the peace of having less clutter. We just want to clear the clutter. Or sometimes we might be using cleaning and organization as a tool to distract us from bigger life problems that we might be facing. And when we do that, when we start to just declutter like crazy or start cleaning house because we just want to reach the end goal, that's usually the time where we clear the space, we feel great, and then we start shopping on Amazon. This is what I call like the clutter cycle. And when we don't set our intention before we start decluttering or before we set out on a minimalist journey, we'll often find ourselves just kind of cycling through the process over and over again. Um, And by setting an intention, what I mean is you can do this with each individual space that you go into, but if you know that this is a journey that you're wanting to take, you're really wanting to make massive life transformation with minimalism, ask yourself, why? What is your end goal? Why do you want less stuff in your life? Rather than just feeling like it's a cool trend or something you should do, get clear about what it is that you want for yourself after you have cleared through all the clutter. 
Like I said, this is the very first step I take in the minimalist reset course because I don't want anybody jumping in to decluttering or clearing house without first connecting to the possibilities and what we want after we are done. Because when we do that, it makes it so much easier to go through our space and re really recognize what we do and don't want anymore because we have connected it to a bigger vision, a bigger goal for our lives. And it can keep you fueled and motivated when you start to really succumb to the pressures of always cleaning, always decluttering. When you're connected to an intention, a bigger goal for your ultimate journey, uh, it can make things go so much quicker and so much more smoothly. Number two, start where it's easy. So I think if you're anything like me, you might have done one or two of these little shindigs where you start clearing your house with the best of intentions and before you know it you have a mess way bigger than when you started there's like stuff in the hall you have some stuff in the garbage you like brought all the stuff out onto the beds and nothing really has a home anymore <laughs> and you feel more overwhelmed than when you started um I really don't think it's just me maybe it is but when we start where it's easy, just pick one teeny tiny goal to start with. Maybe that means grabbing your garbage can and saying, okay, right now, today, in the next five minutes, all I'm going to do is go around my house and throw away anything that I know is absolute garbage, right? Anything that needs to just go in the garbage, I'm just going to chuck it. So maybe that means like those shampoo bottles that are basically empty or actual knickknack toys that are broken that your kids have left all over the place or stickers or clothing tags, different things that we know really just need to be in the garbage. And that's all you have to do. And I say start where it's easy because chances are there is some area of your home that has already been driving you crazy. It's probably the reason you're listening to this podcast. It's probably the reason that you want to even start minimalism because this one particular area frustrates the freaking crap out of you. So you've probably already daydreamed about blowing up this certain section of your house. Maybe it's when you enter a cupboard and everything just falls out around you or Maybe it is your closet. Maybe it's your whole bedroom. Take the time to start where it's easy and look for the things, like I said, if you're picking one area to focus on, don't try to focus on the whole house. Pick one area and go, okay, what am I in control of right now? And if it's your bedroom, you could say, I know I'm ready to declutter all that stuff, that, 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 boom, put it in a box. It's ready to be donated and you can move on with your day. Just start where it's simple. And then the next time you come back to that space, you can start with the next simple thing. Go through this process as many times as you need to. Just start where it's easy. Start where it feels fun. And give yourself those little rewards because you deserve them. Rather than feeling like it has to be this all-consuming, end-all, be-all declutter. After that, start finding easy solutions to your big problems. So I know I said we started with the areas where you're probably built up your most frustration, but think about those areas that are just a constant source of stress for you. I know I talk a lot about our downsizing journey and how we wanted to sell our house so that we could create more time, money, energy, but not everybody is going to sell their house. That's not realistic. And I'm aware of that. So when I say thinking back on that house and my frustrations that I felt with constantly having to clean and declutter or yeah, clean and declutter and 
um, get organized. It was my kids' toys. We had a three-level home, and there were toys on every single level, I swear to God, in like every single room, and it was so exhausting trying to get ahead of them. Now, if I were me 10 plus years ago and someone would have told me to tackle that room, my thought probably would have been, okay, I'm going to get shelves. I need to go buy shelves. I need to buy like 20 different containers. I'm going to need a label maker because I'm going to label all of the bins of the different toys. And I'm going to keep this room so organized. And so are my four and five-year-old. No, like how ridiculous does that sound? But we all do these things. Don't tell me you have not taken on some crazy organizational project, gotten super, super hyped up about it, only to have it crash and burn around you. The whole point of minimalism is to avoid organizing in the first place because otherwise you're just shuffling your stuff around. So what I would look at with this problem now, if I had this toy room solution would be, and we've kind of done this, we've used our unfinished basement as a toy room. So rather than tons of organization, I got big giant bins and don't care where they go. I had to say, okay, kids, I don't care where they go, but they need to be in charge of cleaning it up. And the rule is toys always get back to the toy room or if my children were young, it would be toys don't leave the toy room. This is where they stay. And I prefer having that area where I can just shut it off and I don't have to look at it. I know that's not available to everybody, but I promise you that there are simple solutions to your biggest problems. Do not overcomplicate things. Number four, so important to stay connected to the minimalist space. Maybe this means joining Facebook groups or watching more of my TikToks or hanging out in the podcast for a little bit longer and really constantly consuming material that makes you feel at peace, that makes you feel at ease, that reminds you that your home is an area where you should feel you know, calm and where you should be able to bring your best energy to. When you constantly read books or watch documentaries or fill yourself with this kind of information, it keeps you in that flow, it keeps you in that groove, and it makes things a lot easier. And one of my favorite ways to do this is taking before and after pictures. We all love a good before and after picture, and most of us forget the before. So this is me reminding you right now take before and after pictures. And when you're done, share them on your Facebook, share them to Instagram, share them with a friend via text message, get that support by telling other people like, look what I'm doing. Even if it is just to hype yourself up, I promise you having those pictures on hand is going to re-psych you up if you ever have one of those days where you are burnt out on decluttering. And number five, so important, of course, Remember to embrace your own individual minimalist journey. That's why we set that intention in the first place, because there are going to be so many people who tell you, you have to do it this way. You have to do it this way. And that is literally all bullshit for every single area of your life, um, including minimalism. Excuse me. If you can hear my dog sneezing behind me, I give up. <laughs> um, but it's so important to, if someone's saying, you know, you got to do it this way, you have to do this, you have to do this. No, you don't have to. You can consult yourself and feel what's going to work for you. So just remember, whenever I'm coming at you with my advice, this is my best advice. Take what you want, 
kind of mix and match, make it feel like your own, uh, because this is your journey at the end of the day, and you have the one who set the intention for yourself. You know how much is too much. You know when you're ready to stop. The more you pay attention to that own inner guide you have, the better off you will be. Thank you so much for tuning into Unstuffed. If you aren't quite ready to be done yet or want to review our conversation again, you can head to thefunsizelife.com for show notes. And if you want to get in on my latest freebies and trainings, you can head to reneebenis.com links. I am always working to share helpful guides and tools with you so you can keep growing in a way that feels right for you. Thanks for catching up with me. I'll see you soon.